and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. And Colin Connery. Oh, Colin Connery. Sean Connery Uh, isn't dead, just like Elvis. (laughs) That's great. That was a pretty good impression, Colin. Um, Oh, thanks. um, Too soon. (laughs) <laughs> it may be a little too soon, but it's okay. Mm. Um, we uh, we finally uh, got to our next listener request episode. No! I think it was Ju- I think it was June or July. We did the last one. So I always dread time. these things. Uh, I know, but uh, we got a very good request this week yeah. um, from uh, a person named Riza. Might be Riza. Um, the, R-Y- the, the Riza. <laughs> the Wu Tang Clan. The Wu Tang Clan. R Y Z A. So like, I'm not sure. That's it's the like, rise. I got it. Yeah, Nike. from the, from the Putang could, clan. Could be. I could be. Risen. I don't know. Anyway, they requested in tribute to Sean Connery, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Is uh, it pronounced like that? LXG for fans. <laughs> LXG. Oh yep. my god. I don't god. know anyone. Did I anyone think that really said on the poster? Yeah, yeah, I was trying. Poster. I was trying to explain the LXG to April, but yeah, it's confusing me. Although I do think I remember seeing that on the poster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an easier way I can understand because you know League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is like a mouthful, and you know, put it on a poster. You want something that's gonna it's gonna sing, baby, like T two and ID four, ID four X LXG. LXG. Well, it just sounds like a size to me. Like I, I'll take a sweatshirt and LXG. It sounds, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like and that a, means like, you're gonna get it to the extreme. It's, yeah. It sounds like a like a dietary supplement or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, I gotta gotta just worked out. I gotta have some L- LXG. So were you guys um, excited for this movie coming out in I w- 2003? I was kind of curious, but I I'd, I'd read the comic book. I've mm-hmm. got the first two volumes here. Um, and you're, when you saw the movie, you're like, wait a minute. Yes. Dr. Exactly. Jekyll uh, or Mr. Hyde doesn't sexually assault the invisible man in the movie. This is oh, a true God. life. Yeah. He does that in the comic? He does. Yeah, he, he rapes him to death. What? <laughs> it's, it's actually an amazing This scene. is not what I signed up for. <laughs> it's a very R-rated comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Alan but, Moore, but, how could you? <laughs> uh, have you never read anything by Alan Moore? Yeah. Oh, no, like, I haven't. No, don't say anything bad about him. He'll hex you. Yeah, he'll hex you. <laughs> I don't read comic books. I, I only read uh, <laughs> April can't <Mondays>. read. <laughs> I've got them here. They're actually really good. This uh, second volume is really good. That's oh, yeah, the second one. one. I uh, Beware if you want to traverse into all the spinoffs that he did. Like, there's a Daughter of Nemo spinoff. There's three volumes of that. Gets really weird. There's like a decade series where a whole bunch of crazy characters come into play. Oh, cool. Well, if people don't know, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is... Um, <laughs> LXG. It's like a monster <laughs> mash, but everyone is um, literary characters. Uh, yes. let, let's public be domain. Yeah, public domain literary characters. So you've got <laughs> all your favorites. The Invisible Man. Who doesn't love The Invisible Man? Dorian Gray. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Tom Sawyer. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, Alan Moore described it as Justice League in Victorian England. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a uh, neat idea. I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, but it's so funny how similar this movie is to Van Helsing that we yeah, did last this is week. Crazy. Only it's so much better. Yeah, this was <laughs> so much better. Uh, you know, watching this, I'm like, you know, whatever. It's not a. To, if I was a fan of the comic book and I, I saw this, obviously I would be livid and like, what the fuck is this, you know, kids movie sort of thing. But, um, you know, having that little break and comparing it to Van Helsing, which is very similar, uh, it's so, so much more entertaining. Yeah. I think they're on the same level, but I do no really way. enjoy no. LXG no. quite a bit. Uh, I feel that LXG is very colorless. Like it, it's, did you guys find it was drab looking? No. no. <laughs> Wait, did you not have your TV on black and white? <laughs> That's said right. That. Yeah. No, I switched it because it looked so drab. That's um, so weird. Uh, but LXG is a movie that I've always liked uh, since mm-hmm. the day I saw it. Probably not in theaters. I may have gotten a cam version that somebody mm. like gave to me at school. Um, <laughs> why and, you say it like that? Because uh, Dracula gave it to me. That's why. <laughs> And uh, I was a fan of Blade, so I definitely wanted to see the follow-up of Steve Norrington. 
Yeah. Well, so after he's... the last minute, which I had already seen. His, uh, so you uh, saw his other movies? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, his... he only made one. No, he made two, two more. He made Death Machine and what? The Last Minute, which is his version of all of a twist. But what if it was punk and kind of in the future? Wait, so that was done after... Blade? It was made between Blade no. and A Leave Extraordinary Gentleman, the last one. Okay, okay. Yeah. So this movie has, <laughs> I don't know, the dubious honor of being the last movie that Sean Connery ever did. Last live action movie he ever did. And, yeah, don't forget Sir Billy. <laughs> uh, and the last movie that Stephen Norrington ever did. Uh, yeah, they had it, such a contentious working relationship, they <laughs> fucking hated one another. That's so weird. you think that one of them would be like, I drove you out of the business, but no, they both They both. Sean business. Connery was like, fuck off, I'm retiring, this is bullshit. And then Steve Norrington mm-hmm. said, I'll never work on another movie again. Did uh, Sean Connery tell him like, I will haunt you on every set? <laughs> If you ever come back, he's like, I will, ne- I will not act because uh, I want to save my time so I can haunt you if you ever try to direct again. It's like when anybody asks me why I retired, I'll tell them because of Stephen Norrington. I'll blame he, it on you. He, he strikes me as a spiteful man. So well, I think he was he was executive producer on this movie. So he was. Yeah. Even he though that he admitted, he's like, I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> yeah, so basically he took the movie because he passed up Lord of the Rings and The Matrix because he didn't understand the scripts. And they went on to be big hits. And then when this script came along, he didn't understand it. So he said, well, I'm going to get ahead of this one. He probably thought it was going to be a, like The Avengers. Well, know? he didn't know. He yeah. didn't. He has <laughs> no concept. Like, the Avengers? I've been in The Avengers. Oh, yeah, he was already <laughs> It was <that>. terrible. <laughs> the good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he wanted to get ahead of the game and he's like, well, I don't understand it. So this is probably going to be a big hit. So yeah, he was executive producer. So he was trying to call a lot of the shots on set. And I think Norrington, you know, it's like his, I don't know, second big movie anyway. Well, Blade was pretty big. Blade probably bigger than this, really. Um, yeah. I mean, Not as far as budget goes. I think Blade was an under the radar production. It was like hmm. Marvel just making a quick movie. It definitely didn't have a big budget, but it was a... I, I, it was a hit when it came out, especially on video. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, think, it inspired two sequels. Right? I think I also read that he hated the big budget because the production was like breathing down his neck. Yeah, he said so. he didn't like to have... He also worked with producer Don Murphy, who mm-hmm. was like very like involved and all over the place. So uh, he didn't like that like either. Hands on. Yeah, this I mean, is the guy who did like all the Transformers movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But really, this movie turned out pretty good. <laughs> it's like ha- hated by critics a lot. And I was like, it's not that bad. So I had to actually go on Rotten Tomatoes and look up some old and new um, reviews mm-hmm. about why it's bad. And uh, a lot of them say there's too many stories. It's confusing. There's that, a few. That it's anticlimactic. Uh, they don't Anticlimactic? Like I know, I know. Um, things that I don't necessarily agree with, but I can understand. I, I can understand, like Colin said, that what if uh, it was a real adaptation? If it was a real adaptation of the comic, it should be shot on video and it should air on the BBC. <laughs> like That's the pace of the comic book. It's very slow. It's not really an action comic. No, not at all. And mm-hmm. I don't think the... They say this is loosely based on the first volume of the comic books. I don't really remember any so of this the from the script movie. had Dr. Fu Manchu, who's the villain in the comic. Okay. But they had to change it due to rights issues. Right. And then they couldn't get the rights to the Invisible Man, so they mm-hmm. had to rename him and make him... Yeah, what's his name in this? Uh, Rodney Skinner. Skinner, yes. And I think it was Griffith and the Skinner? Invisible Man. Skinner? Yeah, so they, they made him that he was an Invisible Man, that he had just stealing the formula, or yeah. stolen the formula. Sure, sure. It's like, whatever. Okay. But everyone else is public domain. Sure, but, yeah. You know, um, it, at a certain point, it, it it gets to be like, oh my God, now the Moby Dick guy is here, and now this oh, guy Ishmael. is here, where it's just like everybody. But at first, I was kind of like, that's kind of fun that all these characters are together. Like, it's <laughs> is cheesy. It? Are you well, so excited to see all these, your favorite characters? Well, I didn't know Captain Nemo was in this. Yeah. And I was like... I think he might be one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's, I think Captain Nino is is the best by far. Uh, the only book out of all of these, I think, that I've read is Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've read any. I mean, 
uh, was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Captain Nemo? Mm-hmm. Yes. I read like an abridged version for children of that. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> when you were 27. You didn't read it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it. Um, Alan Quatermain yeah. is Sean Connery. And yes. he, uh, this is a character that does not get read at all anymore. Those are old, no. musty they're Victorian really old. novels. Yeah, they're back in like the Conan... They were around the same time, weren't they? Uh, no. King Solomon's Mines. Uh, eighteen eighty-five. Oh shit! Uh, King Solomon's Mines. So way before Conan. Oh crap! All right, never mind. Unless people well, are like, I love those Indiana Jones ripoffs that Canon Films made. Those uh, Alan the Richard, pictures. the Richard yeah. Chamberlain. Yeah, films. those That's are really right. what I know of Alan Quartermain or those two movies, and I haven't even seen them. I've just yeah. seen the the that the clips from in that documentary. I think even Patrick Swayze played King or uh, Alan Quartermain in like King Solomon's Mines. Patrick huh. Swayze? Yeah, there was like a TV movie, I want to say. Hmm. Well, he could do it, I guess. Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, so. at a certain point, the character just becomes Indiana Jones. Oh, like, yeah. Because it's like the pulp hero, right? So, yeah, he did. Patrick Swayze in a 2004 Hallmark Channel movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hallmark <laughs> Channel, the mark of quality. Um, but another thing that's very similar to this movie that with Van Helsing is that it's also like a James Bond parody, kind of, especially at the beginning. Yeah, it's more about assembling a team and not well, about that, like going that's in on the a comics. Mission. There's a character named M. Yeah, uh, exactly. There is M, and there's Campion Bond. Yes, uh, who, who reports to M, to and that's supposed to be uh, that's supposed to be one of Bond's like predecessors or one of, like his great great great. Well, that was a book. Bond was a book, yes. so he's allowed to. Be <laughs> yes. Honest. Are you sure, April? Have you read this book? I'm not. Someone Broccoli wrote it. Um. Albert. No, no. That no, was no, no. Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming. <laughs> Albert Broccoli uh, and Cubby Broccoli were the producers. Cubby of the films. Broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> My parents hated me. <laughs> Cubby Broccoli. I think it was a nickname. Oh. I think it was a great he story. He loves Cubby Holes, obviously. There's a there's a story about Cubby. Never, never mind. I won't tell you. Do you know anything. what my favorite nickname ever? It's the rapper Sticky Fingers, uh, who <laughs> did star in the Blade TV series. Really? <laughs> yep. And do you know why his name was Sticky Fingers? Why? Because he loved honey, and he couldn't get his hand out of that honey pot. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> well, he had an accident with some industrial glue when he was a child. <laughs> yeah, they call like, him Sticky Fingers. So like the a- uh, the special effects in this movie are actually great. Um, there are some scenes that are <laughs> you were, not, you were not complaining so about good. them nonstop, and it wasn't not nonstop. But I have to point out when they look bad. I yeah. can't help it. It's in my whoa, nature. Whoa, let's jump in the movie, um, and we'll go the Colin uh, route and describe every scene. How does it start, Colin? <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, we need some structure or else loose, we're just going to be dancing us, around. Well, this scene is... I love dancing. This is like Fan Helsing, but it's not like action scene after action scene. There are this regular scenes. That's what I appreciated, and I think I liked it more because... I mean, I've seen it before, but I think I liked it more this time because I'm coming right off of Van Helsing, and mm-hmm. I found that I could not take that movie in, in large Colin doses. As does every week, he watches the movie we watched the previous week before he watches the new one. <laughs> You know, that Birdemic ain't so bad compared to Van Helsing. Yeah. Birdemic um, coming out next week. But yeah, so this movie, it there's quite a dynamic shift in the league because in the comics, it's Mina Harker who is actually runs the league. She's the one that recruits all the uh, members. And Alan Quatermain is just like this emaciated opium addict. Hmm. They kind of find him like in some opium den. So who they... do you think gave the note? Because I could promise you the first script followed the comic fairly closely. Sean. But they were like, you can't have a woman leading the it's team. Sean oh, it's Connery. He's like, I'm the lead. I'm not yeah. having, I'm not reporting to some woman. And didn't yeah. you say that the Tom Sawyer is not even in the comic? No. no. That was a studio note. And the producer was like, that's the stupidest note. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but um, for all you uh, uh, probably females, not necessarily out there, who were teenagers around this time, Shane West was a teen heartthrob. I've never even and heard of that's him. What, so he was in a movie, which I guarantee you've never heard of, called A Walk to Remember. Uh, and uh, Mandy uh, I remember Moore, A Walk to Remember. I remember. Mandy right, Moore the guy who, yeah. has cancer and um, that was dies. When, <laughs> wasn't that what it was? Yeah, yeah. and it ends with him killing her. He's like, here's here's your walk to remember. <laughs> but um, I looked it up, and so that was like he that was big with 
um, you know, the teen demographic. And mm-hmm. this was like the next big movie after that. Wow, that's crazy. And then after that, I think that he was on ER for like 100 episodes. And so he's done TV in a bit. Whoa, whoa. He was yeah. also in Dracula. He played JT. Dracula what? 2000? 2000. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh we still God. haven't seen I still haven't seen that. Um, I haven't seen it either. But yeah, but, he oh, was yeah. definitely we'll, we'll hired. Three movies. He, he was, was hired a, to yeah. get the the female demographic. It was a studio note because they didn't because there were so many British characters. They felt that Americans would feel left out, and they wanted an American character to kind of anchor. Uh, you know, because Americans can't relate to British people. Yeah. Also, it's kind of like uh, redoing Indiana Jones three. Like, I gotta have a young guy to to play Four. off of. If I were the writer, I'd be like, "Screw you!" But as a viewer, it's fun to have like the brash American there, like doing a bunch of like cocky stuff, while Quartermain is the one that's in control the entire mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and Shane West is not even doing an old timey accent at all. He sounds like he's from today, but that's okay. <laughs> What's an old-timey accent? accent? What would be an old-timey well, Tom like, Sawyer you know, accent? Oh, G- Gene Willikers, sir. They've wait, got... Wait, we like, we got to get Jimmy going. Olsen in a Superman series? Okay. Before we move on, yes. who is Tom Sawyer? What happens in the book? He's, is he in Huckleberry, Huckleberry Finn? Huckleberry Finn. So yeah. what is that story? Uh, I don't know. I've never read uh, it. Is Tom Sawyer the troublemaker? I can never remember if it's Huck Finn or uh, Tom Sawyer. We're Canadian. Remember. We're uh, not allowed to read The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, well, they make us read boring Canadian books in school. Yeah, what do they mean to make us read? In, uh, what's a Canadian book? Stone Angel. Uh, I was going to say the Stone Angel. Something by Mordecai Richler. Fifth, fifth Business. Is yeah, fifth Business. Uh, that's yeah, something by Timothy Finley, where you're like, oh my God, those covers are so 90s. Our, the Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz. Our non-American mm. listeners listeners have no idea or our american <laughs> listeners no all they're hearing is like the um peanuts wah, 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 <laughs> yeah. that's because there's not an american here to tell them well i think at the end of tom sawyer they fake their own deaths or something i have no idea and then they walk in on their own funeral i think i, I got that from a wishbone episode and then they realize they're ghosts <laughs> <laughs> that's what's I happening. love somebody had the best summary for Wishbone which is it's seemingly a show that's like hey you should read these books it's fun but then they put a dog in it so you're like why would I read the book there's no dog in the book version yeah a dog always plays the main character wait so wait, wait. doesn't Romeo and Juliet does it, does it end with Wishbone dying what? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I know the Cyrenac de Bergerac, Cyrano de Bergerac won A Woman Kisses Wishbone. <laughs> what the Did hell are you guys so? talking about? I, I showed you the what? opening sequence the other day. Wishbone? You know what yeah, what's wishbone the story? Is? Wishbone. Oh. It's a, it's a children's show. Okay, yeah, basically okay. it's like... Um, <laughs> adaptations of like famous public domain literary stuff and the, the dog plays the main character oh yeah, the okay they did yeah. like a sherlock holmes they did they do it Wait, all and that was like skippy the bush uh, don't you mean sherlock bones april oh uh, yeah what's skippy the what now skippy the bush kangaroo i think skippy the what? Bush kangaroo it was that, like a, is that a show Colin's skippy. like didn't you watch the littlest hobo skippy he did yeah. watch the littlest hobo, littlest hobo no, and skippy was like the littlest hobo for us Australia. Oh, <laughs> I know. I've never. Heard He's got that. a great yeah, look at the opening. Uh, the opening theme song on YouTube. I think he plays drums at one point. I, I might be misremembering. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's, so let's, start, let's start summarizing the plot. Back here. to Alex. I don't know. Again, I don't know if we need to do every scene. But what basi- public domain character could have like been the American person? I'm trying to think of like. Because yeah. basically all they wanted was a name people would recognize. I guess. And be like, oh, yeah, Tom Sawyer, I know him. And because, like, we were talking about, there's nothing really that defines him. They no. can do whatever they want with him. Yeah, exactly. As an American. I don't think, yeah. was Tom Sawyer known for his for his gunplay? <laughs> no. I don't. Like, oh, my God. It's the, it's the Connecticut Yankee who visited King Arthur's court. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and then they bring Tom Sawyer in, and he's like, he's like, I'm from the American... Um, uh, it's like Secret, Secret Service, Service basically. It's like, it's so it's so James Bond, it's not even funny. He's the Jeffrey Wright character, basically. who's uh, But he's like, oh, I'm training, and then he... Felix Leiter. Yeah, and then he becomes... Uh, <laughs> in a, more ways a, than one. A son figure to yeah, he's uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, so Sean Connery. Well, it starts out with this big kind of uh, what is it like a bank robbing scene? It is kind of like yeah, the dark dark night in a tank. Through. Yeah, and it looks like they have mm-hmm. the tank from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, but it it 
this is like 1899 and I don't think it's supposed to exist because everybody's reacting to it. Like they don't know what the hell it is. I like guess all the, it's like alternate history because they've added steampunk. Yeah. So this was, I think the first time I'd ever heard of steampunk. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I, I and don't the quite... next day you showed up with like a monocle, a mustache and a top hat. <laughs> And, and like a backpack that like made steam but didn't do anything. This movie is like 2003, right? I'm Dr. Cogsworth von Pist- Pistonface. Is steampunk still a thing? It is now still it is, a thing. But back when this movie came out, I was in high school. I had no idea what steampunk. I, I didn't oh, know. I knew what steampunk was. Yeah. They don't. They don't name it. I, I can't remember when the first time I heard that term, like steampunk. I didn't hear it until like 10 years after this movie came out. But, but it's just funny just that. <laughs> It's funny that both this and Van Helsing that we watched both last week are kind of considered steampunk. Um, mm. You know, Frankenstein had that, you know, he had that piston. He had steam coming out of his legs. It's more of a, like a design choice, too. Like the car that they drive around later, that, that's yeah. a very steampunky design. Yeah, it's sort of like technology ahead of its time, yeah. but the design wise it looks it's like of it's the time, of the time of. yeah i mean i like the steampunk aesthetic i think it looks neat it, it, it's re- used very very well in one of my favorite shows the legend of Korra, and that show also has robots that look exactly like the ones in this movie the steam powered robots oh yeah <laughs> Um, so I was very t- taken into that, but, um, right. So, um, yeah, we open with this, uh, bank robbery scene, this like tank smashes into the bank of England and all these German soldiers get out and we're, you know, introduced to the villain who's called the phantom and of I, the opera. I did not make the connection. <laughs> I did, did not. The mask I, and everything. How many phantoms are there? I think it was like halfway through the movie. I'm like. Oh, yeah, it's the Phantom of the Opera. I mean, he doesn't really sing or swing down from anything, and the Phantom wasn't known for wearing, like, big uh, furry coats either. No, and he has this, like, you know, his face is all burned up, and he speaks in, like, a weird... His accent changes. It's, like, Russian. It's, like, German in some scenes. It's all over the place. Well, well, we find out. Now we find out why. At one point... Spoiler alert! (laughs) At one point, uh, when he's speaking... It all like dawned on me. It clicked. It clicked for a call. And I said, "Oh my god, we just watched Van Helsing. I know who this is. I recognize that." <laughs> wait, accent. wait, don't spoil it. So, I won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, a so, big chase. Uh, you see all the cool practical stuff. Tanks smashing through walls. That's Villainy a, that's, is afoot. Yeah, and I have to say, okay, this is one of my favorite things. And again, it's sort of coming off of Van Helsing, but I appreciated the practical work. I'm a pre- I appreciated. They kind lots of, knew, of miniatures. There is lots of miniatures, and mm-hmm. I, I I really like that. And they didn't. In some places, they pushed the CG way beyond what they were capable of. Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. when we get to the end with the uh, buildings falling scene. No, the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Mister Hyde fight with that big sort of Oof. red Hulk thing. But yeah. I appreciated that they kind of stuck to uh, practical stuff when they could, and I think it works most of the time. That's what. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, okay, so, so we, they they we need got to get to the assembling of the league. So somebody, mysterious man named M, <laughs> is assembling a league of extraordinary gentlemen for what reason? To stop World War Three? Yeah. So this phantom guy basically wants to start a world war between Germany. Yeah, not World War Three. It would be World War One. <laughs> at, yeah, at that point. Yeah. Why did I, why did they think World War Three? Did they say that at some point? No. 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 They just said a world war. <laughs> world War Three. That is if World War One and World War Two happened. <laughs> yeah. Between now and then. That's yeah. World War Three back in now, oh, never mind. Anyway, so they get everybody, and we introduce all the members of the team, right? Well, we uh, first get to meet Sean Connery in Kenya. Yeah, I mean, there's a scene of them, like, getting... He he gets attacked in Kenya, and he does, like, a really cool, like, action sequence where he beats everybody up. I took some really funny stills of the stuntman, who looks like Burt Reynolds in the scene. Yeah, I was also looking at the stuntman. Sean Connery is... He's 
jumping and flipping and like taking hits and you know landing on the ground, his bones would shatter into dust. Wasn't really him. There is no way he could be taking those hits. <laughs> Colin's like pacing back and forth, being like, "How did Sean Connery do those there's things?" No, there's Sean no Connery's way. like, "You have to make me look uh, like I'm invincible." <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not listening to a girl, and I'm not losing a fight. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. When uh, Mina Harker comes in, Sean Connery has the most sexy this line she was he's like um look at that what, whore. no what did he say he's like <laughs> oh, i oh hope boy. he said something like i hope that's mr harker's uh maid or something like that he was like i hope that he was like that better not be oh, dr that's harker right. they're expecting yeah. jonathan harker to show up and then yeah. she shows up instead and yeah. he's like yeah you, you might be like the, you better be the message boy something or something like, like that. that yeah i was like oh my god like you, you He's like, no, she's a scientist and she's joining the team. Yeah, and um, she's not revealed to be a vampire until later in an action sequence. And Mm -hmm. this uh, lady, um, Nikita, I don't know. Peter Wilson. Yes, she played Nikita in a television series. Um, Is that the Canadian TV show? Yeah, CanCon. Is that based on La Femme Nikita? It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it was uh, it was shot in Toronto. All I remember was the credits uh, featured her walking away from like a green screen explosion. <laughs> and it was like in every credit. That, that well, sounds familiar to yeah. me too. Yeah. I have a feeling when I was working <laughs> on Robocop, on that was on TV at the same time. Mm. It was like mid 90s. Something like that, yeah. Um, but she's really good in this movie. I really like her. She's very like prim and proper, but like, and then like lashes out like a, you know, a hell beast as, as she is because she's a vampire. I was going to say in the comic, she is very sort of prim and proper. And although she's bitten, But she, she loves to have sex. No, she, she has like a scarf on that she always covers her neck with. So, and then eventually it's revealed that she's got like a. Vampire, but does she vampire? I was gonna say vampire holes. No, I don't <laughs> think she's a vampire in the comic book. So she's no, just I a don't scientist. think she is. Yeah, I think she's just a scientist, and she sort of befriends Alan Quatermain. They kind of become lovers in the book. Blah, blah, well, blah. is she? Does she have a previous relationship with um, Dorian Gray, like she does in this nope. movie? Dorian Gray she, is not in the. Yeah, comic Yeah, he's book. not in the comic book. Oh, at least not in the first one yeah. or second one. Um, but we also introduced to the Invisible Man. <laughs> Rodney Skinner, yeah. I is, I is. pretty funny, and I and I really liked the special effects of him being invisible. I was, I, I, I'm like, how did they do that? April, if I, you want your mind blown, I got a little universal <laughs> horror film to show you called The Invisible Man. It's got how a book hanging that? from string. Um, but yeah. uh, a lot of times was really funny. They established that he puts powder on his face, and then later it's just the actor with with white. <laughs> it goes, yeah. it goes Come back on, and guys. forth. So the continuity in this movie is so funny because yeah he's putting way cooler if he was like wrapped in bandages or something yeah yeah but he has this big he has this big tin of grease paint that he puts on his face but he only puts it on the front of the face and gets a little bit on on his ears and then in the very next scene they're driving in a car and you could just tell they're just like all right he's just just got white makeup all over his entire head and then the very next scene after that He's back to just having it on the front of his face and his ears. So it's just like. I feel like they couldn't do the bandages b- due to copyright reasons because it would be that, too yeah. close to Probably. the That's universal right. version. Yeah. But in the comics, said, he wears bandages. Invisible yeah. Man was not yeah. in public domain at this point. Yeah, um, especially with them having to change the name. I can guarantee you that's why. It's like, nope, that's a visual trait. He was also, like, not in the movie a lot. He disappears for a... <laughs> well, he is... He is <laughs> uh, April, he spoiler, is he's in the whole movie. You just don't see him. <laughs> oh, I guess that's a good point. But uh, he wasn't saying anything, so, you know. Uh, I mean, this is why the movie got an X. There's so much invisible nudity in it. Okay, so we already talked about Captain Nemo a little bit, but Captain Nemo might be one of my favorite members of the league. Oh, he's great. He has such, like, dignity. Yeah. And he's not playing it um, over the top like the other actors are. But it it fits. You need a straight guy in there, you know? Yeah, he's so cool. I I just wish the movie had had him in more, you know? And what's the name of this actor? Something Uh, Shaw? Uh, We're going to say it wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's like Nasiruddin Shah. Yes. Who is a major, uh, according to IMDb, Indian yeah. actor, having appeared in 236 things, and I had, I've never heard his name before because 
you know, us uh, Westerners, we don't know anything about Indian cinema. Yeah, but you watched tons of Bollywood movies. Yeah, but it's a name that, I don't know, it just never came up. Uh, he's been in stuff that I've seen, but not like starring role. Right. Like Amitabh Bakshan would be. Or I think there, like that. there was a story where he had gone out with the, the cast or something like that to a restaurant Mm. Um, where they were shooting. I don't know if it was like Czech Republic or something like that. And the, the restaurant, like it was took an Indian restaurant and the restauranter like recognized him, moved them to the best table and like served them, wow. served them all himself. And like, he was, they like, don't give a star. shit about Sean Connery, but this and guy, like, oh, whatever Who the fuck is that old. When uh, Peter played that uh, Bollywood film at midnight madness, <laughs> Uh, the actors came out with us afterwards and they kept being stopped and we were in like the shittiest pizza joint <laughs> around the corner from the theater and actors kept like coming up to the uh, the co-star of the film and they were like, can we have your picture please? She's like, oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. She was very nice. I looked online afterwards. She had like 8 million followers. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What's she doing with you guys? <laughs> yeah, in the corner of like but of the shittiest pizza joint in town. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh midnight madness Remember just goes that. to show that uh you know uh if you're an indian actor don't care about america because they don't care about you yeah yeah you have like two fans um okay yeah. so i think that wraps up the league but we haven't mentioned uh, sorry who... uh it makes me sound like i am anti-indian acting <laughs> i am not <laughs> no. i'm very pro we're just dumb. That's what I mean. Um, okay, so and M. And also, there's, there's so few of us we compared ha- to India. We haven't <laughs> talked about M yet. Who plays M, you guys? Oh, oh my it's God. my favorite actor. Hey, wait, we got to pick some favorite stuff. Did somebody say special effects? I what did. did I, said the, I said the miniatures. Um, okay. I liked uh, I like Captain Nemo, but you know what my favorite thing is? Captain Nemo's ship. The Nautilus. Yep. Because it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. I know that like when shape shift. Yeah. So when it's at, at, like the exterior, it's usually a CGI weird thing, but mm-hmm. those interiors look fantastic. They, oh no, yeah. I mean that it can get into like the Venice Canal. Well, which that but, fit a ship. that is yeah. so funny. So <laughs> this this thing is yeah. like it, it. Its first reveal, it looks like the size of an aircraft carrier, and then it is in the very next scene. It's it's scooting through the Venice canals. Like there is no way in hell. They had such beautiful set design in this, and such attention to detail. You should see the the comic. The Nautilus design is amazing oh, in that. Um, but like you really feel like you're inside like the hold of a ship, but it's also like a beautiful like, hotel kind of yeah it's like a very kind of i loved it um anyway we got to go back to m okay who look who shows up in this movie richard out Roxburgh. of nowhere richard roxburgh you're like no you guys way. like jump to your feet and you're like yes honestly <laughs> Dracula himself i think i might love richard roxburgh now I, I don't know i've seen him in three movies this year i never i didn't even know who he was before who's the third one I watched Mission Impossible 2. Okay. Recently. I've only seen him in two movies in my life, and two of them were in the past two weeks. <laughs> so yeah. it was like this and Van Helsing back to back. Um, So he plays Guy, who is rounding up the league, who he's like British gentleman. M. M. Which is probably, yeah, like a, a nod to Bond and, you know, M. Yeah. Um, Can we just like talk about who he really is <laughs> yes because he's actually moriarty yeah well i like freaked out when that happened um but i was like oh he's the phantom character and that's revealed that he yeah that's like, the big reveal yeah, he sets up he set up this whole thing because he's secretly evil but the real reveal at the end is i'm dr moriarty mm. i was like what we got moriarty up in here um <laughs> 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 what, what traits did he do that were then Moriarty-esque? I don't know. To be honest... He fell over a waterfall? The, the, the downside of this character is he's kind of... I don't know what he is, and... It's not a big enough of a performance. Like he can't match the Dracula performance in Van Helsing. I mean, nobody but can. <laughs> the, the thing is, when he's doing that, uh, the Phantom voice, when in the one sort of encounter with Sean Connery in Venice, and he's doing the voice, I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. Oh my god, that's like his Dracula accent. That's Richard Roxburgh. <laughs> he heard it. He heard it because you can't tell it's him when he's wearing the mask. No, no. But you hear the accent, yeah. And then he like pulls it off and he reveals that it's actually it's actually M. Um, but like the real thing that he's after, um, cause he was like, well, I wouldn't be sad if there was another world war, then I'd be happy. But what he really wants is to steal everyone's special powers. It's kind of like the plot of an X-Men movie. It, totally. Where they, he wants to see, he steals, uh, the invisible man formula. He steals the, uh, Mr. Hyde formula. He steals the plans for the Nautilus. And then 
What else? He oh, gets yeah. to get um, takes, Mina, Mina's blood. Yeah, he takes Mina's blood. So he wants v- an army of vampires, hides. And invisible men. Invisible men. We haven't even talked about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yet. Oh, that's okay, right. Okay, okay, this podcast is not going to be about scenes. It's going to be about characters. You see, Justin, <laughs> this is why too... we need structure. No, no, no. We're going to just have to go through each character because <laughs> we can't go through the plot because there's too much. So who plays Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? It is... Jason um, Fleming. Jason Fleming. Jason Fleming, yeah. It's the poor man's vision. Who plays the vision again? Uh, Paul Bettany. Bettany. Well, Bettany, I just yeah. found out that he was in X-Men First Class as Azazel. Yeah. Red guy. Yeah. So this scene, speaking of Van Helsing again, we open up in uh, Paris. Yeah. And they're chasing Dr. Or sorry, Mr. Hyde. <laughs> what? I was trying to make music But I don't know how um, they end up getting him, but he ends up in chains at the bottom of the Nautilus, uh, yeah, Dr. Like or Mr. Hyde. Well, they set a trap for him, and Sean Connery kind of leads him to it, but it's very weird. It's, it's a very jarring kind of cut. All of a sudden, you're in like Paris, and it's sort of implied that he's responsible for the murders of the Rue Morgue. And I think that is something that they mentioned in the comic books. So instead of being Jack the Ripper, he's... Yeah. Well, I don't know what Rue Morgue is. Uh, well, it was like a Hercule Poirot uh, novel. No, Rue Morgue is mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe. And oh. it's revealed in that that it's a gorilla that's committing the murders. Wait, but wasn't it... No, it wasn't Her- Hercule Poirot. It wasn't. Hercule Poirot <laughs> is Agatha Christie. That's right. What was uh, Edgar Allan Poe's guy? Uh, it's another guy. He's no, he's like one of the first detectives, but he doesn't get, um, you know, uh, trotted out that often. I feel like he does appear in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as his character. He might. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Agar- oh, C. Auguste Dupin is his name. Auguste Dupin. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of a gorilla, the, the Mr. Hyde um, <laughs> design is very ape-like. He's very top-heavy and hulking and... He's like kind of like grunting a little bit. It, they they went that way, and mm-hmm. I think it works. And I had like because I was like, this isn't a CGI, Mister Hyde. No, it's like a suit, but it's been also maybe did they use force perspective? I think it's force perspective to make him look bigger compared to the other characters. But it's basically Jason Fleming in a suit. Like he's got uh, he's standing. You see it all the time now with like Comic Con guys where they dress up as the Hulk and they make these mm-hmm. insane huge costumes where they're sort of standing inside on stilts and they have like arm extensions and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and maybe even Yeah, they could do the extension. thing, I mean, Colin would know that like you shoot him like as a plate and you kind of like rotoscope him and then just kind of blow him up bigger a little bit. Yeah, so he's sort of, you know, hulking size-wise over the other characters, but when you see him on his mm-hmm. own, it's it's basically just him in an animatronic suit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually, it's pretty neat. He's got these like skinny little legs, which are really funny. I love the practical effects. See, back then, and mm-hmm. I have to say back then, when this was what, 2003? Yeah. This, what, like, practical was just used way more. That would never happen now. I feel like uh, Steve Norrington probably had a hand in this stuff as well because he was a special effects guy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Which I think he's gone back to now. Like he's gone yep, back he to has. making models and miniatures. There is like a weird like thing that happens when he's changing back and forth. Like there's like <laughs> three in betweens. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you see it a couple times. Well, they couldn't. It, I, I think it was know. this restriction of the budget and VFX mm-hmm. at the time. Like they couldn't show any kind of detailed transformation. So it would. Yeah, it's it pretty much funny. like a photographer's uh, we, flash. If American Werewolf in Paris can do it, why yeah. can't? Well, it's that's. Uh, did they do the transition in CG? I can't remember. No, what in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? No, in uh, American. Oh, American Werewolf, Werewolf in, Paris. in Paris. It's all. It's a all CG transformation. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what year was that? Well, maybe they saw that and they're like, all right, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like this character. See, this is what I like about this movie. They gave everyone a character. And some critics might disagree that it's too much character development. Some critics. I'm looking at you, Pauline Kale. Um, I, think <laughs> I do not think jo- she is. Jonathan Rosenbaum. <laughs> in your grave. Jonathan Rosenbaum gave this a really bad review. If you can oh, imagine that shocking no one. <laughs> um, but uh, what so did Rex he Reed he think? really I mean it's it's the typical <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde story. He's trying to um, you know to to battle these two versions of himself, but there's just mirrors everywhere he looks, and mm-hmm. his other version talks to him. 
um, which is a really cute touch. Mm. It is kind of weird where it's like he kind of like has, he has the hots for Mina and it's like a little uncomfortable, but mm. that's okay. And he's like, I'm never going to take it again. I, I'm never taking this serum again. He's tortured. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got, he's, he's got demons. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I, I like that aspect of his character and I, I do, it's, I, I do like how they kind of slowed down, uh, especially to build their relationship between Sean Connery and Tom Sawyer. And, and just, this is all happening on the was, ship. There was a lot of breathers and I, that I really appreciated, as opposed to Van Helsing, where it was just nonstop. It was just and go, go, just, go. And you're ugh. like, these characters don't even know each other, and now we're supposed to believe that they're sad when you know each other yeah, gets, exactly. gets killed or whatever. But yeah, so the Tom Sawyer... Um, Sean Connery thing is the father figure thing and Tom Sawyer needs to learn how to shoot and he mm. teaches him how to shoot and of course his his little lesson comes back at the end you know it's it's very simple but it's it's good storytelling mm-hmm. you know when when you don't have that you really notice it's it's not there yeah you can't substitute it for action scenes no because, maybe oh it God. was a little too much because there are so many characters mm-hmm. we haven't talked about Stuart townsend yet oh um, dorian so gray Stuart himself. townsend was in queen of the damned and he played the vampire lestat which is a movie that i like i grew up watching a lot and he's actually... Uh, pre- April refuses to let us uh, do an episode about no. it. She's like, I just don't think there's enough there. <laughs> oh, there's enough. Don't want to make we don't want to tear your childhood apart. But uh, he is pretty good in this movie. He's pretty he's, good. He's chewing the scenery yeah. a lot. He, he kind of is. But he's, got the, he's got the right look for it. You know, He was supposed to be Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Yes, he's going to be known for that. I know. Aragorn and a not very good Lestat. Um, now who knows where he is. Oh, Dorian Gray. What? So Dorian Gray... Yeah. You know, they <laughs> Waiting got, for the Dorian Gray spinoff movie. Yeah, they got to amp it up for this movie. So he's... Uh, well, he's Mina Harker's ex-lover and also he's pretty much immortal now. So, you know, the Phantom... Yeah and his troops burst into you know his hideaway or whatever and they shoot him up and it's just like Wolverine one of the guys pulls his shirt off and you can see like the bullet wounds healing Which is kind of a funny idea that that wasn't in the original story obviously uh, no he this character wasn't in no I meant like the door the portrait of Dorian Gray he wasn't like oh I can oh, get no, stabbed no, no. and you get yeah okay no he just stays young forever <laughs> right, pretty right. much um and then yeah so his that's that was a funny scene. Speaking of continuity issues, like his whole suit gets shot up, and then <laughs> literally, I don't know, a shot or two later, where he meets the other members of the league, his suit is perfectly immaculate. Well, again. he was wearing the suit in the portrait too, Colin. So his suit is immortal as well. It's the incredible. <laughs> so if he gets naked, does the suit like come back on? Yeah. It's the incredible <laughs> ice cream suit. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Um, but what happens is the picture of Dorian Gray's suit. Yeah, yeah. Should... I should have painted myself nude. Oh wait, no, that would have been bad because then I would have always been nude. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they should do they should do a spinoff movie where it's told from the perspective of the suit. Well, there's a very cute little scene where Dorian Gray is plucking his eyebrows, right? And yeah. it's like, of course, he's yeah. super vain. You know, they they he plays him very fey, which is perfect for yeah. this character. He's, he's a bit of a dandy. Um, but uh, no, of course he's not gay because he 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 had a girlfriend, right? Uh, <laughs> he he makes out with Mina Harker. Um, but they clearly have like because she doesn't really have character development. Her story is she had this relationship with Dorian Gray and he broke her heart Mm -hmm. which is kind of a a lame story for a woman of science who's also a cool ass vampire but whatever yeah i was waiting oh yeah i said why don't they get marie curie and it's like a scientist (laughs) and then april is like that's because she's a real person yeah (laughs) (laughs) like oh um but uh so Stuart townsend i.e dorian gray uh actually uh is a bad guy. He does a switcheroo mm-hmm. and he was working for M the whole time. I think M was kind of blackmailing him because he had his picture. Oh, I wondered what, what the deal with that yeah, was. Yeah, it was wrapped up and he said, I'll give it back to you because if Dorian Gray sees his picture, the picture ages mm-hmm. as he's supposed to and uh, whenever he sees the picture then he like dies. He ages like in... Yeah, which later Mina shows it to him. Why didn't he just close his eyes? Dunno. <laughs> Because he's always wanted to see it. <laughs> he couldn't help it, I guess. You know, yeah. Yeah. It'd make more sense if someone was like holding his eyes open or something. Well, she tricked him. She said, it's a mirror. And he's like, oh, <laughs> let me look at myself. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, and also, did we mention that Ishmael's in this movie? Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> when, the, character. when the Nautilus like first rises, and they're like, uh, Nemo says, oh, this is my second mate. And he says, call me Ishmael. And I'm like, oh, God. Uh, but he's murdered by Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. Dorian Gray steals all the things and then escapes in like an escape pod. It's like this weird little buzzsaw looking thing it with like a looks kind of neat actually yeah it's it's weird it's got like a kind of glass dome on it but it doesn't go under the water it's sort of it's like a it's propeller close. yeah it's weird it's very weird yeah and also my favorite line is okay wait so when they're getting double crossed they let they leave behind a record a phonograph like a phonograph which is really funny so they're like play this and so the director had this idea so while they're pl- listening to this, I don't just want shots of them listening. I want to see it visually. So he shot M and Dorian Gray saying what's on the record, but making it look like an old movie. Yeah, so it's all stuttering. Like a Lumiere Brothers movie. Yeah. Even though there was like, no sync sound, but whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's like a little kind of little... There was an artistic Stylistic flourish. flourish yeah. I liked it. And then, of course, uh, it's revealed that they left a bomb on the Nautilus, and Dorian Gray says, bomb voyage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite line of the movie. Favorite line of the movie. Bomb voyage. Bomb voyage. No, it's the way As he says to, it. Like, I thought I was going to get, what does Dorian Gray say when he stakes? Oh, he's like, like I always oh, wanted yeah. to nail you. For- but yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah. it'd I be literally. I didn't think literally. it would be literally. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all the good lines. Uh, well, I think my favorite thing of this movie is um, Dr. Jekyll saves the day or Mr. Hyde saves the day. <laughs> Oh, what in the and submarine? As he does it, he looks in the reflection, and like uh, Jason Fleming, it like gives him a nod, like "good job." There's <laughs> like yeah. a cut to Mr. Hyde, wait, wait. and he's so happy. Was that at the end, or no? That's in the middle. No, that's okay. That's in the middle. So it's when he the... saves the boat from the bombs. Yeah, so he goes in. Yeah, the bomb blows up on the Nautilus, and then he kind of goes into the engine room or something and saves mm-hmm. all the sailors. And yeah, because funny, because like Captain Nemo is like, "You got to seal those decks," and mm-hmm. Ishmael or whatever is like, "There's hundreds of men down there," and he's like. We have to do it for the greater good. And then Mr. Hyde or Mr. Jekyll is like, I'll save them. And he does. He saves everyone. And no one dies. It's wonderful. And at one point... Yeah, April had like one tear rolling down her cheek. <laughs> she was clapping <laughs> and standing. What was missing from this movie was uh, the end where Sean Connery like appears in the clouds and looks down at the people. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Uh, we almost got that. Hello. Did yeah. you see the ending? <laughs> then he reaches down and then he slaps Mina Harker. Oh, no. Sean Connery. Um, so that's his, like the, the thing. He like to slap the women big scene is what I'm saying. In, yeah, I know. In the face. Um, so that's the thing in the middle. And then there's the scene in Venice where all the buildings are falling and it's like, it looks terrible. And Oh no, I think we're we're uh, that- going in the wrong order. That came before all the bombs in the novel. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. We miss, see? Well, it looked bad. But see, I'm you sorry. make fun of me when I write down you a structure and blah, blah, blah. Just, and, then, keep going. and then here we are. We're just at a random um, scene somewhere. Okay, so I want to talk about the last <laughs> scene because it reminded me of Inception. <laughs> Wasn't it funny? Well, when they go to the, the snow base in Mongolia. They're all wearing snow camo, only it's old-timey snow camo, yeah, and they does. go to a big base that looks exactly like the base in the third act of Inception. It doesn't look like that. But. It so does. <laughs> it does. Do you say Christopher Nolan is just like a big League of Extraordinary Gentlemen of fan, and that's what he's dreaming yeah, about he's, at night? Yeah, he's just there with like a notepad, and he's furiously jotting down notes. Of guess, course. Yes. I'll make sure Stephen Norrington never works again! <laughs> Sean Connery, Christopher Nolan, I got a proposition for you. <laughs> There's a really funny video <laughs> online where, I think it's in London, and it's at the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen premiere, and it's like... Sean Connery's just sort of going around to the press, like doing interviews and stuff. And this one press guy is like, Sean, like big fan. I heard that you punched Steve Norrington, the director in the face on set. Is that true? And Sean Connery just instantly switches to like really nasty. <laughs> he's super pissed at the guy and he's still pissed. Well, he's just like, I don't know, taken aback by mm-hmm. being asked something like that. And he, you know, he's clearly not having it. And he's just like had enough, like, and he's, he's like, so is it a bad experience? And he's like, oh, not as bad as it is here sitting, talking to someone like you. Oh, man. He's <laughs> taking it out on the reporter. Yeah, he, well, the reporter kind of like set him off. He was being yeah. a little like cheeky. But uh, yeah, it's you can see him change in like a split second. <laughs> Stephen Norton didn't even go to the premiere. 
And then uh, they ask Connery, they go, oh, like, where's Stephen Norrington? Or was the director at the premiere of his own movie? And he's like, check the local asylum. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, they fucking hated one another. And there was one story oh, I heard man. where they were walking off the Nautilus down a street, like, all in kind of a line. And uh, the director asked them to do it again. And Sean Connery got all pissed off. And then the, <laughs> Steve Norrington said, you know, for, like, 18 million, I don't think it's too much to ask if, for you to, just, like, walk down the street again. And then... That set Connery it's too off much for set. Sean Connery. Yeah, uh, you know what? I agree with it's. The it's true. It's like, come on, dude. I know. Like, well, anyway, earn your cash. May he rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, let's bury him and dig him up again. Oh, like they do at the end of this movie. <laughs> wait, wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves because first. See, the thing is, if I make fun of Colin for doing the structure, then now I have to be the structure man. Exactly. You That's see, how comedy works. you become what you hate. No. No. I look in the, <laughs> I open the picture and it's a picture of Colin. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they turn into a skeleton. I'm there with like the, the scene acts and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You're like sitting with the littlest hobo and that kangaroo you mentioned. Skippy. Okay, so what's the climax of this movie? Well, they go to Mongolia, which is where... Oh, that's uh, where that snowy place was. Yeah, which is where M's base is. <laughs> they show up in the Nautilus. And then they kind of attack the base. And everyone, it's kind of like Van Helsing again, where everybody gets paired up with their sort of equal on the bad side. So you've got Dorian Gray, wait, Dorian Gray finding Mina Harker. Then you've got Tom Sawyer fighting the Invisible Man, who is... Wait, it's... A different Invisible yeah, Man. Yeah, it's, it's a diver, different one, it's yeah. It's M's oh. underling, who... I don't even remember from other scenes in the movie. So supposedly they changed the ending of this movie a lot. There was also supposed to be other vampires <laughs> that they would be fighting as well, like vampire women. What? Yeah. yeah. They like did rotoscoping like at one point where Nina or somebody hits a woman in the face. I wonder if it was Sean Connery doing it. And they're like, ooh, we can't have this. <laughs> so you saying there was more than one woman in this movie originally? Yes, originally there was. Mm. All white people still, though. Yeah. Uh, actually, Nemo is uh, not white. So. Yeah. yeah, well, there you go. There's your, there's your three. That didn't fit your narrative, did it? But then um, so, Mr. Oh Mr. Hyde is fighting a bigger Mr. Hyde. Which is the same guy as the invisible guy. So it's, it's M's underling. His name is Dante, who mm -hmm. kind of looks like Tom Sizemore. He's the invisible man, I think. No, I think that's a different... He can't be the invisible man and the big big hulking guy. Yeah, that's got to right. be two different I think people. it's just a bunch of different guys. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> you're right. But it is the number two guy that becomes the red Yeah, Hulk. he looks like a big red <laughs> Hulk. Red. Yeah. Yeah, so he's instead of like taking the one hit of the, the high juice, he's like guzzling this entire like beaker of it yeah and Hyde is like, like, don't drink it all <laughs> Hyde yeah. is like no don't drink the whole thing it, it was very like that's like something that would happen like in a superhero movie now like you know that thing mm -hmm. let's have a bigger version of that thing yeah like, our like abomination and hulk or something or like the that. iron man one the yeah. bigger iron man the bigger ship in star trek well movie. that's like the marvel um kind of thing right is that like every movie they just fight like the evil version of it's the evil ant-man it's the evil black panda yeah it's kind exactly. of boring after a while darn right it is yeah well this one is like the guy guzzles this thing and turns into this big raging monster and he looks terrible it looks kind of hideous and i think that's kind of the point it, it almost looks, it looks like a ps1 cutscene though yeah, yeah it does it, it's a, very strange it has this weird kind of look or a filter over the lens or something like that but it kind of looks like something from the comic book but at the time or they didn't have the money it just does it just looks weird mm -hmm. uh thankfully they don't show him very much but uh, yeah so he and hyde have a big fight uh, Mina Harker kills Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray. And it did look pretty cool when he turned to skeleton and then dust. It looked I mean, like I've a, seen better, but like... It, look, it, it looked like Buffy the Vampire yeah, Slayer. It, looks, right? it, it looked like a bad digital version of uh, ending of Last Crusade where the guy drinks mm -hmm. from the wrong cup. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was practical. This looks like the digital version of that uh, and nowhere near as good. At that point, Steve Norrington had left the film. <laughs> Sean Connery was directing. He's like, put some tracking markers on his face. We'll do it CG. And like, there's a bit of a showdown between um, Moriarty mm -hmm. and Sean Connery. 
Alan Quartermain. Yeah. And then Tom Sawyer comes in and he's like, oh, you he's got a knife your to his friend neck. to die. And then so he just runs, he jumps out a window and just runs away. He's yeah. just running away. He stabs Sean Connery and runs away, basically. And this sort of like comes back to, to you the, know, the lesson him earlier. giving Tom yeah. Sawyer the shooting lesson. So and he's like, take your time. Take your time. And then he shoots him. Oh, I was hoping he would come back in the sequel. You never know. It's Moriarty. <laughs> yeah, he, he it's did, true. He did, you know, fake his death before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, unfortunately, Sean Connery was stabbed or so, shot or something. We don't really yeah, know. It kind of happens off camera. No, he was stabbed in the back by Moriarty. Oh. Yeah. And, and he does. Uh, so everyone lives except... Alan Quartermain. Yeah. But he kind of says... Or does he? (laughs) He sort of says at the beginning, it's like earlier in the movie, they say like, Alan Quartermain, you're supposed to be immortal. And he says, you know, a witch doctor once blessed me because I saved his village and Mm. Kenya won't let me die. So they take him back to Kenya and they bury him next to his son because it's sort of, I don't know, Implied that he retired because his son died or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Speaking exactly. of this graveyard, in one of the bad reviews I read, apparently several gravestones are misspelled. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, they couldn't put enough care into this movie to even spell the gravestones right. They might be talking about <laughs> Quatermain because uh, sometimes it's spelled Quartermain mm-hmm. and sometimes it's Quatermain. And I think the actual author spelled it differently. Okay, so those reviewers, wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Uh, it's time to get in that goof section of IMDb. <laughs> Is it really? And you got to goof the goofs, April. Yeah, I got to de-goof the goofs. <laughs> you, you got oh, to unsolve this like mystery. Like, uh, yeah, you're neutering poor Goofy. <laughs> got to de-goof the goof. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so the movie ends with... The movie uh, ends with a bizarre sequence of a witch doctor doing a ceremony with, like, clouds moving really fast overhead, and that's what it ends on. Yeah, well, it's like uh, Sean Connery's grave. Uh, Tom Sawyer puts, like, his, his like, rifle... Oh. Puts the rifle on the mound, and then the dirt starts trembling. It's like the end of, like, a... Wasn't one of the Jasons? Batman v Superman or something like that. Oh, it's BV, yeah, yeah. Again, ripping (laughs) off. I was going to say, the end of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, where they all go to heaven. Yeah, what was the the Jason movie where the guy digs up his corpse and then like... Well, that's at the beginning. Jason of lives. The movie. He stabs like a Part like seven? a metal pike through it, and he then it gets struck by lightning. Yeah, that's, not the end. The, yeah, that, yeah, sorry. That's Jason lives. Yeah. Okay, so I think they're gonna have uh, to do that in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> Part Two. <laughs> they dig up Sean Connery and stick a metal pike. Yeah, they're just gonna. <laughs> I just want to make sure he's dead. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be like this skeleton with like a mustache <laughs> and beard. And like a toupee, and they're gonna stab it, and he's gonna come yeah, back it's to Al- it. It's Alex Trebek's children. They're like, I want to make sure they can never parody him again. <laughs> that was so weird. The two of them, you know, rest in peace, the both of them, but uh, the two of them dying like a week apart. You know what they say? Like couples, they usually go <laughs> <It's> true <laughs> quickly after each other. Shine your mother, Trebek. Used to watch those clips a lot. I love I was is in my youth <laughs> when I was a youth. Uh, Okay, so that's the movie. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> Whoa, what a finale. Wow. A weird ending to a pretty fun movie. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of entertaining. I don't I know. I wanted it to end with everyone like riding off into the sunset or something. Maybe a little more like Van Helsing. They kind of did. They walked but... They walked to the Nautilus in, into the sunset, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but you... I mean, yeah, you know, if you're a fan of the movie. Or Dude, the... I totally recommend this movie. It was a good time. <sighs> I would say if you're a fan of the comic book, you're going to be very, very disappointed. Because um, it's not that. But if you're a fan of, like, Indiana Jones, The Mummy... Um, uh, Van Helsing? Yeah, like, f- fun kind of action adventures with, like, a little bit of a supernatural aspect to it. Um, this is probably as best as you can get. Really? Yeah, look at all these characters. You're not going to get any of these characters in another movie. I could write one. They're all public domain. I'm going to write one tomorrow. Okay, it's no Indiana Jones, but like it's it was fun and it was a it was a listen. April thought that Thinner was the best Stephen King adaptation, (laughs) and she thinks League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is the best pulp movie ever made. Yeah. (laughs) 
it's better than Indiana Jones. I'm just saying. <laughs> Followed by High Road to China, the Tom Selleck Indiana Jones ripoff. Well, I haven't and seen that. Alan Quatermain and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> City of Gold. Yeah, that's right. The Patrick Swayze version. It's uh, it's available to rent on iTunes and many other places. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I got a nice restoration. Uh, <laughs> nice restoration. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even really realize it was a restoration. But... It was pretty clean looking, so you know, it's a nice, a nice Blu-ray quality. Looked great. When I watch uh, movies from two thousand three, I want them to look like Grindhouse prints. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was great. Uh, Justin, you would recommend this? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a good cheesy fun time. Well, thank you again to Riza, possibly Riza. Riza. Um, that was a really Riza. fun pick and a very fun, a good I, tribute. to I was Sean so Connery. happy when I saw this. I was like, absolutely dread these like listener requests, and when hey, they're should, not all going to be the last. I know, Eagle but you, you showed me that or, list, and I was so happy it was League of Extraordinary. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just so funny how similar it is to Van Helsing. But yeah. um, watch oh, this so one. Much Don't better. watch Van Helsing. So much better. <laughs> um, and if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at no such thing pod. We're also on patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. Um, if you're on the $2 level or above, you could uh, be put into the next draw for the next uh, bad movie lottery, which is happening every, uh, I think it's going to be every six episodes now. So every uh, couple months, three months or so. And uh, you don't need to submit anything if uh, if I'm keeping a track of all the donors. So if you win, I'll let you know. And uh, if you're at the $5 level or above, uh, get a little bonus episode every two weeks. And this week we went to a bad movie classic uh, supposedly, <laughs> a supposed classic yeah. um, called Birdemic. That we'd never seen before. Yeah, so that's coming out next week. And if you want to tweet at me or check me out on Instagram, I'm at April at Mansky. You can follow me at DeClueJ, uh, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, letter J. I'm also on Letterboxd, Justin DeClue. Or you can listen to me every week on the Basement Video Podcast and the Important Cinema Club. How do you fit all that in? You're like the disclaimer guy at the end of commercials. Yeah, I'm the Micro Machines guy. Go listen to all the podcasts because I have a lot of podcasts. You got to listen to it now. Van Helsing is better than League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Justin saying it right now. And Gold Ninja Video, too. Yeah. Oh, Gold Ninja Video. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Sergeant Zima, S G T Z I M A. That's all I can fit in. <laughs> yep, that's fast. Right. Thanks for listening. Uh, 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 stay safe out there and uh, have a happy November. And, um, <laughs> the classic have a happy November. It's like 23 it's degrees a great here. No, it's really warm in uh, where we live. Ugh, right global now, so. warming. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> Why didn't Birdemic warn us? Uh, uh, I'm, April, I'm April Edmansky. I'm Justin the Clue. I'm Colin Connery. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. R.I.P. Sean Connery and Alex Trebek. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with this episode, but Alex Trebek, fellow Canadian. Good.